Hello, welcome to the Read Pod. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please subscribe to us via iTunes and you can check us out at thereadpod.com. Thanks for listening. Hello, listeners, and hello, Ben Doss. How are you, bud? Good, mate. How are you? Really good. Just recovering from a big week. Yes, fresh back from your travels. Yeah. Um, today's episode, we are going to go gambling heavy and a bit of travel heavy. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Not not uh, not too gambling heavy. I was pretty pretty good over there, actually. So, what we were, th- what I was thinking is we were going to do is obviously we both um, we both went to Vegas for New Year's. Um, in what year was that? 20, 2011, 2012, I think. Around 2011, 2012, when, when Lesnar fought over him. So yeah. we've both sort of done Vegas and um, Macau is obviously like the second. It's sort of like the Asian Vegas, you would say, right? Yeah, and it's very Asian. <laughs> yeah, so, so what we want to... Um, what we'd like to do, what I was thinking we do, is have a look at where the money is, so mm. where people are betting, and just have, get an overall feel of what it was like to travel there and and how you sort of found it in comparison to Vegas. Obviously, it's not going to be the same, but but you and I have talked about in the past of having box parties possibly in Macau and things like that, just throwing the idea out there. Uh, just because obviously Vegas has been a bit done. But firstly, do you want to start with how you ended up in Macau and how you like you went through Hong Kong, right? Yeah, so we, we flew into Hong Kong and then jumped straight on the ferry. Uh, and it was an hour on the ferry, so it was pretty good. It was 50 bucks. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I thought it was going to be a lot harder and immigration was just like, <laughs> yeah, go through, nothing. So it was within... Getting off the ferry, it was probably half an hour at the hotel. Because you need a visa to get into China, but uh, Macau's an SAR, which is like an authorised territory of China, like an individual authorised territory. So you didn't need a visa to get in? No. No. So I think it's the same as Hong Kong. Uh, Because I guess I didn't realise before I went and doing a little bit of research on the place of the Portuguese history there, I guess I was a yeah. little I was a little bit uh, blind to it, and other than the casinos, the actual, I guess some of the areas in Macau are beautiful. Really? Yeah. Well, it was set. Yeah, it was so somehow it was Portuguese settled, sort of like our Hong Kong was settled by the English, I think, and yeah. up until ninety nine, and. Back in 99, it got handed back over to mainland China. And a lot of the gambling areas are apparently built on the water, actually. Mm. So, like, where it wasn't land, what they've built on, it was actually all of the, where those casinos are. It's where they dumped heaps of rubbish. Okay. They're actually built on top of the rubbish on the water. Or So, all where all the main casinos are actually built on rubbish. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah it- so it's pretty interesting. Yeah, because the the main parts, like you got to go across the bridge to the, I guess the old town, and the old town, 
has so much Portuguese influence. So it's almost like you're in Europe. I haven't been to Europe, but like the the colors of the buildings are all the pastel colors, the f- like kind of <laughs> plazas and stuff like that. Oh, there goes my killer dogs. Oh yeah, what are they chasing? Uh, yeah, yeah, the pa- the plazas. Yep. Yeah, so that it's kind of open. Real, the food was really good. Yeah. So a lot of Portuguese influence in the food. Um, I was eating the, it's like a an egg tart, and holy shit, they were good. Wow. So this yeah. was outside of the gambling area. Yeah, out, outside the gambling area. The gambling area is just it's Vegas, but there's no one there. I, I went to get a coffee one morning, got lost in the hotel as you do, uh, yep. and. The I kind of came out and I walked onto the street and there's just no one. That's really weird, but I think there's a few reasons for that. Mm, what are you thinking? So I obviously haven't been to Macau, but I've been to um, Vegas a couple of times. And Vegas is sex, drugs and alcohol and gambling. Yeah. Right? It's sort of like that combination and now music, EDM, yeah. I guess. Like, <laughs> um, but it's that combination that draws people to the place. Yeah. Um, so I think because Macau obviously doesn't have that and doesn't allow, I guess, the sex part, right? Mm. Correct. Well, um, is the sex, is there like strippers and all that sort of no, stuff? No, so there's none of that, but I'm sure you could find it if you wanted to, like most Asian countries. You could, if you went down the right street, you'd be in luck. But it's not on every single door. No, not, it's, it's really clean. The, like that main, the strip, I guess. And I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's Katow strip or something like that. Yeah. And it really clean. It's the same kind of MGM, uh, Wynn, Venetian, uh, Parisian, all of those main hotels, Sheridan. I, I saw the Conrad there. Okay. Uh, so it's all just the big, I guess now American uh, casino uh, companies. Yeah. But the it's uh, from my memory, I think the scale is bigger in Macau. The buildings just seem bigger. They are. Yeah. So it has uh, eight of the 10 biggest casinos in the world. Yeah. And I think we stayed at the biggest casino in the world. Shit. Yeah. And yeah, we'll get, we'll get into the, the casino part of it a bit we'll later. get into that. Yeah. So, okay. So it doesn't have the, you know, this dirty sort of sex part of Vegas. Um, what about alcohol? Well, this is one thing that kind of shocked me because- it's there, but it's a lot of – there's not a lot of young people there. Okay, we're, I, I put it in perspective. We were there on a Monday night and a Tuesday night. So I can't go to say what the weekends are like, but yep. there didn't seem as many young people as what I would have expected. Um, so it's just the serious gamblers. I mean, I've gambled a lot with the Chinese. Um, and I've had like spent many, many hours on tables with Chinese, obviously here in Queensland, um, they love Queensland. They take it seriously. 
Yeah. Like well, they settle in and they do take it seriously, whereas we like to get obviously lit up a bit and enjoy ourselves and have a couple of beers. They're there to win. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're there just to, okay, whatever happens. We, we'd happens. like to be there to win, <laughs> yeah. but I don't. I don't think it's it, it sort of gets slipped slipped to the side when we start having a couple of beers. Yeah, and then when we do win, it just escalates very quickly into what we drink as well. That's right. <laughs> so, um, so the alcohol's not really there. Yeah. So I, when I read up about it, it's like okay, it's the same as Vegas. It's free alcohol in a lot of the American casinos if you're gambling yep. or if you're on the casino floor. Um, so I'd. I'd go, yeah, can I get a beer? I'd find someone if I if I end up finding someone. But that was similar to Vegas because you kind of had to hunt a little bit. Yeah, to- you did. Unless you're spending a lot of money in Vegas. This is what people don't say about Vegas. Unless you're spending shitloads of money, they're not pumping you full of beer. No. They'll If you're spending a lot of money, yes, they'll bring you beer, 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 beer. If you're not spending a lot of money, they're not bringing you beer in Vegas and you're paying for it. Yeah. Yeah, so I was... By the time I found it, and then they come out, and it's like a, a small tumbler glass of beer. So it's like I'd neck sure. it and just go, yeah. But it was free. And kind of where our room was in the in one of the wings, there was – and I only found it on the second morning when I got lost in the casino. That there was a there was an English pub, and then there was, a, I guess, like a big cafe, if you think of what downstairs at the casino – at the Goldies, like having the atrium and yeah. then whatever the spinners or whatever it used to be. Yeah. Um, so you could, I'd go there and I'd, I, uh, I kind of had that little bit of, um, of time reminiscing of, of Vegas and drinking Bloody Mary. So I was straight into them. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't overly cheap. So it was still, still 10 bucks. For Bloody Mary, which is which is pretty good, but That's it's still pretty good for a pretty good for a um a casino. Yeah, and then happy hour was from five till nine, and that was just two for one. So I just ordered oh, I just ordered two beers and and just smash it. But but yeah, the the second day I I made the most of the um the alcohol. That's for sure. <laughs> so aesthetically, though. Um, how does it look like? Do you does it look better than the Vegas casinos as far as like when you're in them? You know how you know how the Treasury's got a really nice vibe. Yeah, uh, the Treasury's got that room where it's really open and you sort of it feels like you're in some sort of castle. Yeah, playing and it has a really cool feel to it. Do the casinos have like a better vibe? So I I wouldn't say the vibe's better. It's because it's just so big. So it's just really open and there's just tables and machines as far as you can see. Yeah. So it's kind of surround and there's just this, and this is for, from the Venetian. Um, some of the other, and that's the big one. So we went to the win and that vibe was a lot better. It was a bit smaller. It was a bit nicer. Um, but we didn't really, we went to the MGM and went to get a drink and they're like, no. Nah. So we went, yeah, fuck you. So like, that, no drinks. No drinks. And then that was just one chick. And then finally we got one. It's like, well, we've just, you know, you you go under that impression that, oh, if you're gambling, you know, you're drinking. So it's kind of, you know, it, it equals itself out. 
So whatever you spend, you you got to get back. But when you're actually waiting for it, you're gambling just to wait for a drink. Yeah. Oh, and then you're like, you are. That, that's why I never like ordering drinks when I'm gambling. To be honest, at the table. Yeah. Because all it does is makes you stay at that table until that drink comes. Exactly. It's a smart ploy. It's a totally smart ploy. And especially if you're paying for it like you are in Australia. Yeah. Like unless you have your block, like a black card or whatever, um, the casino gambler's card or whatever. But You probably have one of those. or You've lost, <sighs> you've, you've lost it though, left it at the table. Yeah, no, I don't have one. Um, but yeah, I, I don't like ordering drink. If I'm going to have a drink at a casino, I'm going to put my seat up and I'm going to fold it up and leave my chips at the table and then go to the bar and have a breather. Yeah. Um, and then bring my drink back. Otherwise, uh, I'm not doing it. Yeah. So, so one thing that I was pretty shocked by, that, so there's no smoking on the casino floor. Wow, that so, is it. Yeah. Surprise. So it kind of um, it limited how much I was smoking because you'd go into these, I don't know, have you been to like an airport or something in, in yes. Asia? And it's just like, oh, this is just disgusting. Everyone's Those smoking. Capsules. There. Yeah, capsules. A, a bit bigger than that. Smoking rooms, but it's it's just it's enclosed and everyone's smoking like the strongest. Yeah. And the vibe's horrible. Yeah. So because I have of the vibe of smoking at a table, even though I don't like to smoke, but and don't condone it, but like the vibe of having a cigarette at a casino table while you're gambling is fun. Like it's a there's something about it. Yeah, it's relaxing. You don't want to be you want to be able to do what you want, really. Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, you do want to do what you want. <laughs> yeah, you're spending money and you're feeding cash into these places. You want to do what you want. Yeah, but I, I understand why they're doing that because the Chinese are just choking because they're not drinking much. They're just choking yeah. cigarettes. So yeah. yeah, it's good experience. I'd go back. 100%. Okay, so you would 100% go back. Yeah, um, I'd go back on a weekend though just to see what that was about. Is there a scene like a – did you get a feel like – was there a music scene or a sort of thing? Um, yeah, well, the same thing. They've got the big like convention centres and stuff and who who was playing that weekend? Oh, one of your favourites, Mariah Carey. Oh, Mariah. Yeah, so they're, they're getting the – like big names. So I'm sure that there's bands going through yeah, all the time. Um, yeah, like we'd go into like really nice bars like away from the kind of casino, like the gaming areas, casino floors, and they were just lush, but there was just no one there. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. And I, I would say, and I don't know this for a fact, but I would say 90% of the people that come there are from China, right? Yeah, I think so. So I would say that the money per head is a lot higher than your Western casinos. For instance, like I would say Wales would be coming in on a weekend or a weeknight into Macau just for a punt and getting back out. Yeah. Uh, Whereas out here, you've got your – Little punters who are spending fifty bucks on a on a on a table and leaving. I reckon they'd have a few table, like you know, it's less quantity mm. of people coming through, but higher volume of money, maybe. Yeah, there there was still a lot of people. That's yeah. that's what shocked me. Even in the, and now the difference was in the morning. So they're just up. Okay, yeah, first session. Let's hit the tables. Shit. 
So, yeah, I was, I was a little bit surprised. That probably shocked me the most at how many people were gambling early. So they were just straight into it. With, and so instead of the, the chicks giving beers to people, everyone's getting a coffee. Mm. Straight into a coffee or a they're tea. Just, they're just focused. They're, yeah. just, they're just like, let's get, get our focus on and win some money. Yeah, but I think you find that about just the different, I guess with the, the cultural difference, and I even find it here. So when we go on a holiday, because we're limited with time, it's kind of, there's no time to fuck around. It's just, mm. okay, we've got, because Sarah gets five days of holidays, like a block of five, we've got that time. So I'd say China, Korea would be similar. So you've got five days, make the most of it. Where we get lucky, we can have two-week holiday. We, we're not in a great rush. No, Australia as a population is not in a great rush. No. <laughs> I, did, I, did, I did hear a few Australian accents like a, a few older guys and stuff. Yeah. So they're they mo- behaving themselves. Yeah, they're they behaving. Like oh, no, they're behaving themselves. I think they were probably there for the for the for the different reasons. You know, looking yeah. for looking for the girls and stuff. So I'm probably yeah. I'm probably saying that that is there. Okay. Um, okay. And that goes back to I guess how many Westerners are living in Hong Kong. Ah, yeah, exactly, and all the expats yeah. just shooting over there. I mean, you said the, the boat was an hour, right? Yeah, an hour. I can't believe that. Yeah. So could you, theoretically, could you go to Hong Kong and head over there on a weeknight? Yep, 100%. Just go for the night, get the first ferry back. Oh, I think ferries got like 1 a.m., 3 a.m., so it's 24 oh, hours geez. a day. So you just make a night of it. Yeah, you, you could, and I, I, I almost wish we did because I really enjoy Hong Kong. Hong Kong is special. Hong Kong's, yeah, isn't isn't Hong Kong amazing? Uh, probably up there with the favourite places I've been to. Yeah, um, because you got the two sides to it. I don't. When was the last time you went? Uh, probably when I was about fifteen, maybe. Yeah. So where were you staying? Like on the Hong Kong Island or the other side? I was staying on the. Uh, is Hong Kong Island the new side? Um, that's where the peak is. Oh, I was staying there. Yeah, that because we, we were staying on the other side, like at the bottom. So, like, which is sick, where all the markets and stuff are, and it's yep. just like you're right in the hustle and bustle of it all. Yeah. And when when we got over to Hong Kong Island, I've gone. This is amazing. Mm. The the amount of restaurants, bars, cafes, oh. like, and you'd just be going, you'd walk up some stairs and the streets would go one way and you'd go, oh, my God, this is better than any place. These places look sick. Well, you can see why expats go over there and don't come back. Like, people people don't do not want to leave Hong Kong. Like, no. uh, I, lots of Australians head over there and they never, ever want to come home. It's yeah. It's incredible. I remember when I was a kid, it was the only hotel I've ever had this. Like I've stayed in some not okay hotels or whatever, but we were staying above the clouds. Oh. Like the room was above the clouds. I remember being able to sit down and I look out the window and look down on clouds. And it just, and the markets in Hong Kong and the food and the, um, just the, the feel of it. Uh, it, it, everything about it. It's got a great culture. Um, 
I feel like China is really lucky to have Hong Kong. Yeah. I, do, I don't know how to ha, explain it. Yeah. But. How many how many times do you go to a country and go, I could live here? Not often. Well, not often. Not often. I could, like we was, you were saying that, I could probably live there. I could probably work there. I could deal with I that. Could 100% live in one um, Because I guess it's a central hub. It's that connection. Yeah. Between east and west. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then, but being able to just shoot across to Macau would be a dangerous thing. It'd be dangerous, but it's also not as easy as getting in your car or getting an, an Uber up to the casino. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it, it pretty much is. You're just, <laughs> you're just going, like, I think it was, say, five minute taxi ride from our hotel to the port. Shit. Immigration's pretty lax. Yeah, bang, going across. <laughs> And, and I'm sure we'd find a quicker way. Oh, I'm sure we'd, you'd probably have like a, a, spe- a speedboat at some stage. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the, that was what was really cool about it and it was convenient. Um, the, I don't know how I'd go now living in a country that didn't have the public transport kind of system. Even Hong Kong was sick. It was just get on the subway station, bang, you're there. It's... You don't need a car. It's yeah, pretty, well, pretty cool you'll thing. Struggle, you'll struggle coming back home. Oh, I know. I don't have a car, but coming back home, so. so and I, our public transport is got to be the worst, one of the worst. It's it's ridiculous. Well, that you've um, got, how's that tram going? The tram is going. We, we, we probably won't do um, Gold Coast tram news, but no. it, it's it's moving. But um, I don't. Um, yeah, I, I think for me, Hong Kong. So how far from Nagoya was it? Uh, three and a half, four yeah. hours. So it's a, yeah. that's a really comfortable flight. That's a great trip. Yeah, we flew Cathay Pacific. Yeah, Cathay's uh, great. Shout so, out to Cathay. Yeah, like them. A um, few hot girls. A few, few Australian accents there from the, um, I guess, the – they're probably Chinese, half like Chinese Australian yeah. girls working on there. Well, I know for pilots, they advertise quite heavily for Australian pilots yeah. and all that. So I think, um, yeah, Cathay's got a it's got a good name in Australia too. Well, it's it's a I think from memory, it's an Austra- an American English guy or an and an Australian that were the founders. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So that's interesting. So out of Hong Kong, so you can see why they've done what we're talking about. Yep, come here, pull up stunts and go. Well, definitely. You look at um, and the property in Hong Kong is gnarly. Like it's so expensive that the um, founder of Alibaba reportedly reportedly just bought a place, I think, for, oh, I'm going to throw a number out, I reckon $130 million a house. There, I'm, I'm guessing. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's something lofty like that. Um. Yeah, it's it's places like that: Hong Kong, Tokyo, um, Singapore. Mm. I feel like they're parts of Asia that are just real. They're the shining sort of parts of Asia as far as cities go. Yeah, for me. Yeah, that and that's that's why now I'm like I'm I'm got to get my resume sorted because I got to apply for this job in Tokyo. I'm yeah. that I'm that keen to to move there and just enjoy that. 
that well, part Tokyo of it. is another city where I went to, and I was like, I could live here. Yeah. I could move the family here. They'd be very happy. I, I want to. I could live here. Yeah, it's the only problem is we're kind of looking at it, and you, it's so expensive to live close unless you want to live in a shoebox. Oh, but, really? But then you can live forty-five minutes away on the train, and you're near the beach. But what if you're in the heart of Tokyo? Oh, uh, if you're in the heart of Tokyo, you're living in a shoebox, and you, you're probably—it's still compared with Australia prices. I feel like it'd be worth living in a shoebox to be right in the heart. Yeah. Yes and no. I think it'd be great, but I think it'd wear pretty thin pretty quickly. Um, okay. So yeah, if I was doing what we were doing when when you guys were in Tokyo every night, I'd be fucked. Yeah, that's true. Anyone, <laughs> anyone would be. But uh, let's circle back to the important um, part of the pod, the gambling. Mm. Um, as you and I have sort of pretty much played every table, machine, um, bet on every single thing on earth. Yeah, bet on politics. Every, on everything. Yeah. What, where do you think it sits and how, where was the action? Where was the action at? Uh, roulette, cards. But they, and I don't know enough about it and I wanted to learn, but I was a little bit too intimidated because I didn't want to sit there and waste time because I was with Sarah with, with Sickbo. Oh, Sickbo. I played Sickbo. So I don't... I don't know how it works. No. Sort of like, is that like Pi Gow or... Yeah, I think so. But so it's... And then... So it's, I, I couldn't understand it really. Mm. Um, I didn't give it a chance to be honest. Yeah. I played a bit of roulette, a little bit of cards. Found it, found a chalky wheel there. Had a crack on that, um, and yeah, had a, had a fighter on the machines. But I didn't want to. We probably we probably played it right. So we every time we'd gamble, if we'd if we'd win a bit, we'd just go, "Let's go." Well, that's a smart. Yeah, that's a smart, smart yeah. attitude. So that was um, that was good having her there to actually do that with me. I don't know if you feel like this, but whenever I'm gambling in an unknown environment slash new environment, I feel like I can't win. Yeah, the confidence. Like I, yeah, I just feel like I don't understand the mechanics, the vibe, like whether it's, you know, a table or whatever else. I struggle. Yeah, and that, I think that's what I was a little bit – I wasn't as – keen to go and try something new because a new game, everyone's speaking Chinese. So yeah. uh, I didn't really want to give it a go. But th- there was a lot of um, uh, what a, I'm just trying to think of the word and I've just lost it in my mind, like simple word, like end or something. Um, the video kind of games. Oh, so the fake. Yeah. Fake, the fake. Yeah. Back, a- uh, Baccarat and the fake. Um Poker and all that. Yeah. Yep. So every I hate I hate them. Yeah. Every every kind of game they had, there was a fake one of that. Which like, I don't, I can't trust them at all. No. And I just I just feel like it's the odds are stacked against you enough, let alone playing it as a video game. Yeah, because you're playing a you're playing a machine that's smarter than us. Yeah. Uh pokies. Uh, how did they fare up? Similar to the Australian setup, or so? If you were to kind of guess, and you think about when you've seen Chinese playing pokies in Australia, what are they playing? 
Oh, the Dragons, obviously. There was the only games in the whole place were Dragons. <laughs> and I'm talking like thousands <laughs> of machines. And it was so like no, the same. No big red. No big no, red. Um, no. What about lightnings? Yeah, there were two lightnings that they had. And it was the oh, a, a tiger and the dragon. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it was it was almost say that there were ten different machines in the hotel. Yes. That's it. Just a hundred a hundred of the same ten machines. Okay. So that was yeah, I was like, eh. It didn't really interest me too much doing that then because I was no. I was like, oh yeah, um, have a crack on Big Red or have a crack yeah. on the chili or something like that. Couldn't find it, so I was like, eh. oh, that's that's it's sad when you can't find your machine. Yeah, anyone that loves to have a have a little flutter when you can't find your machine and there's machines to be played, it's it's a frustrating frustrating um, experience. Yeah, I did play that. Remember the that game you like where it's you it's the Chinese one? Oh, with the um the sub the subs sub for the oh. free games. And you can pick yeah. pick the you pick the colour or whatever. It's a first three. First three, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you pick the colour. Yeah, yeah, I hope the listeners are really interested. <laughs> shout out and shout out to our listeners. Yeah, exactly. A bit of pokey talk. Love you. I hope yeah, a bit of pokey talk for your Monday. Or Tuesday or whenever you listen yeah. to this. But, um, oh, yeah. Okay, so that would be, I'm sure that that's a good one. Yeah, so I played that and I won on that. Mm-hmm. So I won, a, I won a few hundred bucks on that. And I was like, okay, take that. I went to the bar, gave Sarah the money, just said, don't give it back to me uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, until until we go somewhere else. Because at that stage, I was quite lit. Yes. Um, and if you're lit, we all know, you don't need to be gambling. No. Like if, you, if you're super lit. Hear us using the word lit, but if you're super drunk, just step away. Mm. Uh, if, if I can recommend anything to you, you're just going to lose your whole, you're just going to lose everything. The best thing you can do is if you're walking into a casino is take out X amount of dollars and give your wallet to your wife or whatever 100%, 100% else. 100% what I did. And say, you've got to have the willpower to not give it back to me. Yeah. Yeah, so pretty much on the, I went and changed money, and then just gave Sarah my wallet, and I just had cash, and that was the cash that I had for the for the two days, and yeah. So let let me ask you this: for someone that used to, you know, you used to not mind a little double occasionally. Yeah. Um, did that fill the void going across to Macau, and did it make fill that whole sort of? You're happy. You don't. You don't need it back in Japan, obviously. No. Yeah, it was. It was good, and then it was like, eh. kind of got. It kind of. Yeah, I kind of got over it pretty quickly. Yeah, is, there's. No, I mean, all in all, with gambling, there's nothing really positive about it. No. So what? I, the only time I like to gamble is when it's, say, the the three of us with a me, you, and one of our other mates. Yes. Um, going and getting pissed, and it was just fun. Exactly. So the the yes. gambles, the gambling secondary to us at the pub just getting lit. I it's say, a stop saying up. lit. Sorry. Yeah, lit is easy to say. I can tell why people use it so much. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well. So overall, I feel like Macau is something that us as a group of friends 
could look into further. Yeah. So if I if I decide to get married, maybe we we box it there. Oh, easy done. Mm. Easy done. So and it was um, it was surprisingly from here anyway. It was pretty cheap to get there, and yeah. like if you think of if you wanted to, uh, and you're not going and drinking it at the high price bars and stuff, you could get away with it pretty good. Good pools yep. and stuff, which no one knew, no one uses. Really? Yeah. So we had the adults pool one afternoon. It was just Sarah and I. Wow. So two two waiters. Yeah. So it was uh, and probably like twenty eight degrees. So it was quite quite nice. Nice. That's uh, a little bit a little bit windy. You get those kind of wind tunnels when you get places that are hotel hotel hotel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the I could definitely go back. And some of the bars you could. I kind of wanted to go to a nightclub, but then I realised that I'm old. So I kind of kind of gave that one a thing. But I'd go if, if a few of the boys were there. It'd be pretty fun to go to, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd feel strange in a nightclub these days. But, I mean, if you're on holiday, I guess, why not? Yeah. Well, I think it takes me back to when we're kind of comparing it to Vegas. We went to that, oh, not, that nightclub in the MGM. And, what uh, was that called? Oh, so will we give the listeners a backstory? To give, that? You you can you can throw the backstory because it's a good story. Okay, so Las Vegas, twenty eleven or twenty twelve or something, New Year's Eve. We've been to the Lesnar Overeem fight the night before, and we went, just went searching for the best. We said to everyone, we're like, we want the best party of the year, and um, for the New Year's Eve, like the celebrations or whatever. And there was a big uh, nightclub in MGM Grand that had. Pamela Anderson hosting it. Mm. So that was pro- that should have been the first warning sign. Yeah. <laughs> so we went in there and we just, I guess we just got blinded. We thought, oh, Pamela Anderson. <laughs> like we just didn't even, because like that doesn't really tick many boxes for me right now. But mm. we went in there and um, Pamela Anderson was sort of in the booth next to us, kind yeah, of. Yeah, not far away. Yeah, and she was just making out with this guy all night, essentially. Um, there's, oh, there's obviously other stuff that's not appropriate to the pod, but <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah, and then it was, and then, uh, and then there was the hat story, which was hilarious. <laughs> Do you want to tell the hat story? Oh, it's it's and pretty. We won't fu- name any names. No, so one of the guys were there somehow made eye contact with her, and Pamela. with Pamela and. It was love at first sight. I don't know so, which. So he thought. <laughs> so he thought. Just going one way, love at first sight. And somehow he's just kind of hanging around the booth and he ends up. He's, he's starting to stalk. Yeah. It, yeah. We don't know where he's gone and we just see him poking his head over the couch looking at her. And he somehow gets a hat. So, a fedora? Yeah. I so one of those hats you have for, for New Year's. I kind of think so. He somehow gets a hat and he's he can't shut the fuck up about it for about <laughs> half an hour. And he's he's at this stage believing, even though Pamela had about twenty male models all over her, he's believing that Pamela's fallen for him. Mm. He needs to go back. So so we get out of there because it was. Sh- to be honest, it was pretty. It was shit. It was shit house. Yeah. 
And we get in the elevator to go back up to the room and and he's just it's on, it's on, it's just shut up. Yeah, this is a hat. And and we're getting there and then And he said said, This is Pamela Anderson's hat. She's given it to me. She loves me. This is a sign of her affection. Can you believe I've got Pamela Anderson's hat? <laughs> and all of us boys are just like just we're we're off it. And so we we get to the I guess to our floor in the elevator and there was so you got to think as well, he's telling this story and there's like a family next to us. <laughs> there's a full group of people in the elevator. And and he gives a, and he goes, and for some reason he gives the hat to the, to the kid. And then he's still going on about, and as, as we leave, I think we left it the same, out of the same, on the same floor as them. From memory, it's yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty, it's pretty like hazy that. or they left and the kid just throws the hat straight in the bin. Straight in the, kid. the kid's like seven. He's like, who's Pam Lanson? Who is this drunk tripper who's been talking to our family for the last however long? So, so yeah, I don't know how we got on that subject. I uh, was, yeah, going back to but the to the nightclubs and the bars. The nightclubs, yeah, that's pretty much the last nightclub experience I've had. Yeah, it'd be getting close. I think I'd like, lo- oh, actually, I went to a nightclub here, which was pretty fun. Stood, that would be cool. I stood out pretty pretty well. Nice. Yeah, but yeah, those bring brings back some good memories from that Vegas trip. A lot of it can't be said. That's probably the only thing that could be said. Yeah, like I mean, yeah, nothing dodgy, but just yeah. yeah. Um. So on that note, so we're wrapping up the Macau. I wanted to go a bit Macau heavy because I just feel like hearing about travels from just like a standard you know just from like you know everyone like normal people it's, it's the best way to hear about mm. it do you know what i mean like so i wanted to um yeah i wanted to dig deep into that because i've obviously you've known i've always wanted to hit up the cow so yeah maybe in the near near future we'll have a have a trip over there. yeah uh, anytime you want to it's it's easy for me from here there's a direct flight so or to hong kong but I'd, I'd do the same thing and i'd go back to hong kong um, and do a bit of exploring. The I wouldn't mind hitting the if we did the racetrack at the horse races. I was going to say that in Hong Kong. I feel like I feel like we're formulating a plan. I, right I, I think so. Yeah, that just like you could just get lost just bar hopping and just walking around and just that the vibe of that place is second to none when you're on Hong Kong Island. Yeah, um, and going up. So you went up to the peak when you were yeah, there. Yeah, I went up to the peak, and um, yeah, that was just amazing. That yeah, I, I I was pretty blown away by that, and it seemed kind of surreal. And even being down on the harbour, and they do that symphony of of light of a night time. Yeah, um, when you just kind of just looking around and just going, where the fuck am I? Is this for real? Because you're never seeing this kind of stuff. No. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, it, I think it would be good for – great to take your girl there and it would also be family-friendly and for the boys. You could do a good boys trip as well. Oh, ticks all the boxes. Yeah. Good. Surprisingly, I was, I was more into the shopping than Sarah was, which was – yeah. I like a I like a bargain, so I was hitting the hitting the markets up and got what I needed to get. So I was pretty happy. 
brilliant, mate. Yeah, brilliant. So, so I, sent, I sent a good photo through to Soz because I picked up the some Liverpool uh, jerseys. Oh, lovely. So 15 bucks a pop. Nice. So, nice. So, yeah, that, that was pretty good. So, yeah, I, I think we're definitely formulating a plan here. Oh, we are for sure. We are for sure. So just add it to the list. Add so. It. So while you were over there, did you watch any of the surfing, the finishing up of the surfing? No. So that wave, it's either – actually, it's just a closeout. Do they hold yeah. it in the shittest part of Portugal? I don't know. I, I mean, Portugal looks beautiful, but mm. I feel like that wave is constantly shit. Yeah. Like sometimes – did you listen to the calling bullshit on the WSL? I completely agree with it. And I actually had, a, when I was listening to it with you and Soz, um, I was having a conversation with a South African guy about about Super Rugby the other day. Ah. Very similar um, similar talk in regards to how it's going. You can see surfing's going that way. It's, they're caving into the to the mainstream. Because the, I think the money's not there as it used to be with the big companies, so they're needing to, to find the money somewhere else, and they're just selling out. And I think the money's totally different when it comes to surfing. So we're talking about um, WSL streamed their um, stream purely on Facebook. So they shut down their app and all that other stuff, and they just had it live on Facebook. Which for the small portion of the public, like myself, that means you don't watch it. Mm. But it's just, I don't know why you would separate, um, you know, try to just minimise the, like, the, the avenues that people can view it on. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I had a thought of it and because of, I think it's changing and I don't know if the, being Australian, our kind of, like we're getting over it a little bit because of, it's now the Brazilian tour. Yeah. Where is it getting marketed more now to Brazil because it's there's so many more people there and so many more surfers on tour and they're the ones that are dominating? I don't think that's it, to be honest. Okay. I mean, when has there been an Australian surfer on tour that you've really been motivated to watch? Oh, Yeah. I like. I, I used to like watching Mick and Joel when they're in the, okay. in their prime. Okay. Um, didn't mean that I actually liked them, but I just liked their. Surfing. No, you like to watch them. Yes. Um, my favorite Aussie surfer would be Jules, but he's just yep. the underachiever. So hopefully, he wins pipe and Medina gets knocked out, and, knocked out, and he wins the title. So it's going to pipe, and obviously Jules has pretty much got to win, and Medina's got to, you know quarterfinals or worse or something. Yeah. So it's going to be a, a hard one. But, oh, you know, stranger things have happened. Mm. We're surfing well. And it with, I guess, the, the beauty about Pipe is because of the wild cards at Pipe, they're probably the most dangerous surfers. No, definitely. So if Medina cops one of the, like a Hawaiian that's on a street. You get Jamie O'Brien or someone yeah, as well as a wild card. Ex- exactly right. Nathan Florence or... Someone like that, they're just pipe specialists, and if it's solid pipe, it kind of opens it up. But in the same sense, Jules could do the, get the same thing. Yeah. Um, we do we write um, Felipe out out of the equation? 
I believe so. Okay. Doesn't have the what it takes at fight? I think Felipe's done. Yeah. Uh, for this year, which is sucks because... I don't know. I don't even think Gabby really even tries. No. Gabby's so good that... Mate, I, I just think... He's so far ahead of so many people in all sorts of surf that, mm. yeah. He'd be the most rounded surfer, huh? He's got to be up there with John John. Yeah. And John no, John yeah. are just in a league of their own. Yeah. And Felipe's close. Yeah, but Felipe, you go and say, okay, it's 10-foot pipe, go go Felipe. Where it's not perfect, it's not – it's a little bit you got to pick your waves, who you gotta, who you got to – have there, you'd probably have you'd have John every day of the week. Yeah. And you've got Felipe and um you got Felipe and uh Jules on their like a second tier and mm. then you got Gabriel and um John John up on their sort of tier on their own. So the year's pretty much done. Pretty much Medina's got it, which is good. Pipe's always good to watch. Uh so Well how are you gonna watch it? Exactly, mate. If they continue this Facebook live bullshit, I'm just tuning off. I I, 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 I watched it on my WSL thing in France. Yeah, in France they had it. Okay, so because I didn't watch any of it because I was away. No, they've done it for like two events this year. Okay. Um, So, yeah, they did it with Portugal and another one earlier, maybe Margaret River or something like that. Yeah, they did it at... They did it. I know it was at J Bay, and it was a fucking joke. Yeah, yeah, um, I remember. And I was saying to Sons on the pod the other day is they have the amount of listeners that were up, uh, watch uh, people watching it, and there's five thousand globally. Mm. So, which I, is nothing. That's no one's watching. No one's watching it. Yeah, I I think with that because it's it depend it depends on the language. So that might be in English, but the even, but the Portuguese the Portuguese one is. Heaps of people watching it. So I know, but even if it's in, like, either way, five thousand is not a lot. No, nah. is that any is that is that total? That was. I'm sure that was total. I read it in some magazine. Yeah. Did you get it off Stab? Yeah, which is a quality <laughs> reference source for all Repod. Yeah. They're, they're, um, they're pretty much stealing our material, aren't they? Yeah, it seems like it. Shout out to Stab for listening. Yeah, <laughs> we um we see your articles. We see you. Just a, a, um, a week behind. Yeah, but um, yeah. So all good. We'll move on. WSL seems to be falling into the background. Mm. It's difficult to talk about, really, to because it's the storylines aren't that exciting. Um, even though we've got a bit of a title race coming into pipe, uh, it's it's not that great. So, yeah. We were gonna. Did you watch the NBA fight yesterday? Okay, so I had a quick look, and I thought I'd ask you about it. So I don't know the backstory of it. I just saw the little bit of pushing and shoving, and then the the fist fly. Tell me, tell me about it. So basically, it's LeBron's first home game um, in as a Laker against Houston. So that's the sort of background to it. And Ray John Rondo, who's the point guard for um, the Lakers, has allegedly spat on Chris Paul, Ooh. Uh, who plays for the Rockets. And then he's got Chris Paul's got in Rondo's face, and then Rondo smacked him in the in the jaw. Yeah, was there a bit um, of an eye gouge there? There was a bit of an eye gouge, and to be honest, 
everyone knows Chris Paul's the biggest shit talker in the whole of the NBA. So I reckon half of the NBA was sitting there going, good on you. Yeah. Um, but the problem is, is Brandon Ingram, who's a Lakers teammate, came in and jumped in on the fight and smacked mm. Paul too. Yeah. But uh, as I said, I think half of the NBA um, want to smack Chris Paul in the head. The, th- the interesting thing about it is, is so that's the first like full-on punch-up in the NBA for a long time mm. like that. The suspensions just came down and they were minimal. Okay. Four, three, and two games they got suspended, which is nothing. No, nah, nothing compared to the uh, to run our test. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's because it went into <laughs> the Google the Malice in the Palace. Yeah. But um, you you look at it and I'm sort of happy that they only got four, to, four, three, and two games because I feel like the NBA could use a bit of this because there's so much trash talking and so much like hold me back yeah. fights where they like go in there and everyone's holding them back. Um, so, yeah. So that, I guess we're having the year of fights in basketball. I guess we are. Yeah. Which, which was the other one? The Australian-Filipino one. Oh, yes, the Australian-Filipino one. That was vicious. Anyone that wants to Google one, that was just horrendous. I couldn't believe that. That was wild. The Filipino team should be banned for life yeah. after that. So, yeah, that if, if anyone wants to see, I guess, and it was in the Philippines. In the Philippines. So, and it was people coming, coaches coming in from the Filipino team just beating the shit out of them. And it was just, yeah, it was, it was heavy, mate. So heavy. It was it was a bad look, and um, yeah, the Australians are a rough and dirty team. Like in general, mm. we just play differently. Um, that's Austra- all- that's a, yeah. I was going to say that's Australian all sports in all sport, and and we love it as a country. We love watching our players play like that. Like we just fight. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that in the Philippines was horrendous to watch. Yeah, yeah, I, I've. I guess that's coming from the background of the sports everyone plays because no one, everyone in Australia plays every sport. Well, most people I know growing up, you're playing every kind of football, every kind of ball sport you can get your hands on. Yeah. So you're used to that roughness. Yeah. But these other countries don't have this, so they're not so used to it. Exactly. So, yeah, it comes down to that. And you even look at the, the soccer and we may we're not the most skillful people, but we get a we somehow have some decent result because of our physicality. Yeah, and that's what I struggle with soccer watching is that you can't even touch them. Yeah, I just I you know fellow co-hosts of the show, Souls and you are obviously big soccer fans, and I just I've been doing my best this year though to watch more. Yeah, you um, you should you should. Just watch the Liverpool games because that's the only thing that's Just interesting. Watch the Liverpool games. I don't want to make Soz feel like I'm just another one of his brown noses. Yeah. Of friends that support his team. Do it. I know you're, that's not why you do it, but I just I just can't do it. Yeah. Like, oh, I, th- I think I was heavily influenced when I was younger because Soz liked um, Thingo, but then that was when I was maybe 14, 15. Yeah. And oh well, I'm going. I'm going for Chelsea, who he hates. Yeah, I hate Chelsea as well. You fuck with. <laughs> so, shout out to them. Um, 
So, yeah, mate, great to hear you had a great trip. Yeah. Appreciate the Macau and Hong Kong recap. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Good to speak to you about it. So what about life at home? What's What's been going on? Mate, it's just been very slow here on the coast. Um, spent a weekend tie-dyeing with the kids. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm waiting for – I'll send you my address. What I was thinking we should do is do some tie-dye shirts and sell them online for charity. That's a good, good way to do it. Yeah, do like a link and we'll, we'll sell them. Yeah. Come. Or we'll give one out to listeners. Yeah, get a uh, – buy some Kanye shirts and tie-dye them. Yes, there we go. We'll do that. Oh, that no, you've, like- you've got to get riffraffs shirts. Oh, we will. We'll get riffraffs, friend of the show riffraffs. So, so what's the story behind that? Because I, I had a quick look and I kind of understand, but it's pretty. it's a pretty cool thing, hey? Yeah. So you can basically get cameos from, you know, heap of celebrities. Riffraff came up and boom, he's, he's done a series of them. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. So we're going to keep going with the Riffraff trend, actually. We're going to incorporate him more into the pod. Yeah. He, he so sh- we're hitting, hitting up Riffraff's management as we speak already. Nice. I love it. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So everything, uh, everything going well. Pod's growing. Thank you, listeners. We love you. And yes. Anything else for you to add, Ben Dolls? No, not really, man. Just. Just back to it and back to the normal thing. I'm going to um, try to get a little surf trip away in the next couple of weeks, which I, nice. sh- which I should uh, pull the trigger on in a couple of days. And yep. that's, that's down to down to near Okinawa. Um, oh, this is the one you are telling me about. Yeah, this is one I'm like, get your, sell your house and, oh, and, should, and yeah. get, get over here. Um, yeah, yeah. But it looks like one of the – when I was researching, it's hard to get too much information in English. Um, but well, that can be a good thing. Yeah, but so one of my mates, uh, Japanese mates, his friend has a like a little surf um, hotel there. So he's like, yep. "Yeah, man, just tell me when you." He didn't say that because he can't speak English that well. It's like, uh, just tell me when. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was about to say, "Don't you try and use English?" No, I wasn't trying to. Um, yeah. But yeah, so he's he's gonna hook me up and just go down for a few days. Good time of year, still a springy, because he is starting to get cold. Um, yeah. So down there, tropical, tropical, all, all reefs. Wow. Um, Okinawa, you say? Yeah, so it's it's north of Okinawa. Uh, it's in Kagoshima, but it's still, um, still the islands. Okay. Great. So so that could be a. Um, yeah, if I find if I like that, I'll I'll shoot down there a bit often because it's an hour flight and it's pretty pretty cheap. Well, we could be doing a read pod from there. We're talking about doing the first um, uh, triple threat you me Sozwa read pod. Yeah, which we- we're due to do. So look, who knows? Could be happening. Who knows what's on the horizon? Yeah, nice. All right, man. All right, well, thanks, listeners. Thanks, Ben Doss. Yeah, thank you. Good to speak to you. Enjoy your week. I will do. Cheap potter. Yeah. And have a good one. All right. Catch you guys. Bye. Bye.